0: Hello everybody, welcome to SCL, the subject, composition and light photography podcast. My name's Rob, from robnanphoto.com, and this is episode 251, recorded on the 11th of January 2015. Wow. 2015. Who would have thought it, eh? It's kind of a, for, for people of a certain age, like myself, 2015 is like a science fiction year. You know. I still remember the turn of the millennium as though it was yesterday. But the problem is I can't really remember yesterday as if it was yesterday. Maybe I'm getting a little bit too old. Excuse me while i have a quick drink there. So I hope everybody have had a fabulous new year and um been pretty mild here actually in Gospel and uh, in Portsmouth where I work. Been been pretty warm. Um been uh, a lot of rain actually over the last couple of weeks. However, I did actually manage to get out and take some photographs a few days ago, and I went down to um, Leon Solent and Stokes Bay, which are like beaches. Because if you haven't checked it out already, Gosport's on the south coast of the UK, so we're right on the bottom. And if you ever look at a map of uh, Great Britain, down on the south coast, you'll see about halfway on there's like a little diamond shaped island. And then, if you go up from like the tip of the the top tip of that island and right a tiny bit, that's where Gosport is. And pretty close to Gosport, there's Southampton, which is a really big merchant port. Obviously, Gosport is right next to Portsmouth, which is a military port and a smaller merchant port. But Southampton is a massive um, merchant port with uh, cut. I think it's the second busiest port in the UK. Anyway, uh, I think it was last weekend a twenty thousand ton car carrier was coming out of Southampton and started to list so badly so started to lean over so badly they thought it was going to flip over so the captain and the pilot ran it aground on a sandbank that's in the middle of the Solent and the Solent's the strip of water that runs between uh, Gosport the south coast of the UK and the Isle of Wight and so I went down and took some photographs unfortunately of this big ship on its side unfortunately it's quite a long way away and it was raining it was windy and the sea spray was going so I didn't really get anything Usable. I did use the footage and the photos I've taken in a video for YouTube, one of my field try, trial videos for um, the Billingham 225 camera bag that I was lucky to get just before Christmas. And um, yeah, the, the, the Billy 225, interesting bags, very, very interesting. Instead of having like Velcro to hold it all together, you have buckles and zips. Um, so they're very, very well made, these handmade canvas and leather bags. And normally, you know, if you were to buy a new Billy 225, it would be like £250, you know, sort of $350. But I was lucky to get one for £30 or about, I don't know, what's that, about $40, something like that, $50? Um, Second hand, you know, quite an old one, but they stay, you know, they, they hold together really well. You know, it looks like it's only, maybe only a year old. And I'm kind of getting used to it. It's a great size because it's big enough to take my camera with a lens on my telephoto lens the accessories like filters and spare battery spare memory cards and also i can fit a flash in it and at a push i can fit my sj4000 action camera in it as well it's a bit packed when i do that but if i just have the flash in it or the sj4000 it's a really good size the only thing i'm struggling with it is it's a bit awkward to get it get your kit out you know quickly you know to change lenses because i bit been a bit spoiled in the past with the low pro Photo Runner, which had this great system where it had two zips along the top that you would pull back and a whole top section would just fold back and you could reach in. And I could literally change a lens on my 300D, sorry, my 350D or my 600D without even looking. I'd just reach down, zip it back, whip the lens out, whip another one out. I wouldn't have to look at it. And with the uh, Retrospective 30 camera back from Think Tank Photo that I was playing around with last year as well, that was almost as intuitive so I could pull back the cover and reach in and do that but the Billingham's a little bit tricky because it's it's more like a, a normal bag and in fact you, you have a flap that goes over the top and then you f- you pull that back and then there's two zipped compartments a small compartment and a bigger one but once you've done, done the one zip it's still closed if you see what I mean you've still got to kind of pull it apart to get at your stuff and when it's on your side that can be a little bit tricky so yeah I'm just. I guess I'm getting used to how it, it. I think getting used to using a camera bag, especially if you're like a a photographer that likes walking around a lot, like me, and changing lenses, it takes as long as and can be as difficult as getting used to like a new lens or, or a new camera. So watch this space. I mean, to be honest though, because I was so lucky to get the Billy Two Two Five for the price I got it for, I'll never be able to afford a bag like that in my you know unless we won the lottery or something. So I'm probably gonna probably going to keep it and use it anyway just for the fact that it is a Billingham bag um, and it doesn't really look too much like a, a camera bag but anyway so um, that was that what was I talking about oh well, yeah photos that was really the only kind of photo opportunity I've got got out over the last few weeks but what I thought I'd like to do today if uh, you don't mind is go through um, my best photos of 2014 <laughs> that I've picked and then talk about some plans and projects for 2015 as well maybe to inspire everybody else to, to start thinking about these things if you haven't done it already. So one of the things I like to do at the end of every year is go through my photo stream on Flickr and pick out my 10 best photos and kind of, i put them on a gallery on roblonphoto.com I, well, I might make a PDF file of them as well that's available to download but at the moment I haven't done that because it can take a, take a little bit to do because I think it's really good to see what you've done over a year pick out your best work so you can actually see the wood for the trees if you like see how you may have improved the type of photographs you've been taken or areas you might think well actually I wanted to do this this year but I didn't and also because I'm a big believer and I've said it many a time and I'll say it again photography is a numbers game you know the more photos you take the more great photos you'll take but the problem with that is you can end up with lots and lots and lots of photos and you're not quite sure which ones are the best ones because you haven't filtered them down enough because to take advantage of photographer's luck the idea that you take lots of photos because what that means is if you take loads you'll end up with more keepers you have to have a process for going through and editing them and I don't mean editing as in changing them I mean editing as in thinning them out and the way that I do that is that after I've been out on a photo shoot well a photo walk and I take some photos normally so I go for a, I don't I'd, couple of hours walking I'll upload those photos onto my computer I'll go through and flag them in Picasso or Lightroom and just say you know yeah this is a pick, this is a pick, this is a pick. and then I'll look at them again and 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 the, the ones that I want to edit I'll then work on and then once I've edited them I'll then the ones that I like I'll then upload to Flickr and then I'll normally leave it quite a while And then I'll look at the photos again when they're on Flickr and I'll add them to a different group, different um, set. I I think they're called sets now, which is, uh, I call it my scale speeder slideshow. It's kind of my pics of my Flickr stuff. And so when it comes to the end of the year, what I can then do is I don't have to look through all my photos on my hard drive or all my photos on Flickr. I just go through my uh, scale speeder slideshow set on Flickr. Um, because I know that will be the best ones of the photos I've taken. And from that, I then add f- photos from that into my top 10 of 2014 or whatever year it is set. And I'll add more than 10. I'll just go through and I'll pick my favourites. And then at the end, I'll say, right, okay, so I've got, say, I don't know 20 photos in this in this set. And then I'll start thinning them out. And then I'll say, okay, I really like that one, that one, and that one. I'm not sure, right, I like that one. And I'll thin them out till I end up with, with just 10. And, and that's how I do it and I'll put a link to the photos over on uh, the show notes at com, or if you go to com and click on the gallery, gallery 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 link at the top that'll take you to the uh, the right place and in fact that's where I'm going now I know it's a little bit difficult talking about actual physical photographs on webs on a podcast but I thought I'd have a go so My favourite, I can't talk tonight, can I? I'm going to have another sip of coffee. See, I'm doing it again, another sip of coffee. Maybe that's half my problem. I drink too much coffee and my mouth gets too dry. Resolution, drink more water. So my first, none of these photos have actually got title. (laughs) Because on my website, um, I have a gallery, but no names come up. I think it just says images here. So anyway, the first, my first favourite, fa- fatal favourite photograph I took in 2014 is a um, silhouette, sort of, of a tree cropped in and behind the tree are some coloured flats. And I like that one because I take lots of silhouettes of trees and this incorporates 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 maybe I need new teeth, incorporates my favourite things, the fact that it's a nice silhouette. It's cropped in so the tree fills the frame and it's got an interesting background because you've got these coloured... Sorry, when I say flats, it's a high-rise building and the building is painted in stripes. And uh, I don't know, it was a nice day, it looks good, so I like that one. And um, it means I've got my tree silhouette photo. The next one I really like, I took on a photo walk of Portsmouth and it was by the Guildhall on a really nice sunny day. And it's a view from the civic offices, which are a horrible 1916s building, towards Portsmouth Guildhall, which is this grand, uh, early 1900s, I guess, building with Doric columns or Roman columns. And we're looking past the big statue of Queen Victoria, and there's the big clock tower of the Guildhall. And then there's a little person walking along the the ground, which um, gives you an idea of the scale of this area. And also, in the top right-hand corner, there's a tiny white dove or it's probably a pigeon being Portsmouth as well and the building's really nice and bright and white and the sky is really nice and blue and I just really like that photo um, next one is one from June so this year was the 50th, 60th anniversary, 70th anniversary of D-Day 60 70th, 60th 60 would have been 2004 50th, 70th 1944 to 2004, 60, 70. So 70th anniversary of D-Day. My arithmetic needs working. Anyway, so we had down at Leon Solent um, a flight of DC-3 Dakotas go over to France, a load of them, um, to commemorate D-Day by actually dropping paratroopers. And as part of that kind of celebration, the Battle of Britain flight did a fly pass at... at uh, uh, Leon Seren, which is the Lancaster, big Lancaster bomber with a couple of Spitfires, or I think it might be a Spitfire and a Hurricane, um, flying with it. And I got this one photo of them turning oh, out to sea, and there was some God beams coming through the clouds. And I've got, I enhanced them, of course, in Photoshop or Lightroom a little bit, and I think it's a really nice photo. Um, so I like that one. And then uh, the next one is, a again, another picture down at Leon Sola, actually. But I was set up, and I was going to record, trying to record the sunset, because I'm a bit of a sunset fan. You know, I, I kind of rue the fact that I work as late as I do and have to come home as late as I do, and it means I miss lots of sunsets. Because I think in the... In the natural world, a sunset is one of the most amazingly beautiful things that we can uh, you can see. And we're very lucky we're here in the fact that you, we do get quite spectacular sunsets, even though we're only on the south coast of the UK. So anyway, I was down at Leon's Island going to capture a sunset. And then, the, go, excuse me, going out into these, these breakwaters or groins. Sometimes I think they're called, And I had my big zoom on, so I was taking a zoomed-in sunset. And there was this um, woman who was walking out onto one of these breakwaters, and I zoomed in and caught a quite a nice photo of her sort of, she's only small in the frame, but she's kind of pensively walking along these rocks with the sea behind her and uh, yeah, black and white, I really like that one as well. Um, Next one is a I, I take quite a few pictures like this, a picture underneath a bridge, well, kind of, it's a bridge that's almost coming over the top of me and then curving into the distance, and there's a little canoe about to go under the bridge, and I kind of gave it a black and white treatment and I think it looked quite you've almost got you know this big dark bridge and you can't see the end of this bridge to the left and there's this little canoe about to go underneath it he's probably thinking, ooh, what's on the other side of this bridge I'm not quite sure if I want to do this but he's going to do it anyway another Leon, actually this is more of a hill, held head, hill, hill head photo and this one's um, of a windsurfer coming, zooming towards the camera um, the front of his windsurf uh, is out of the water there's lots of choppy sea, lots of spray around very grainy, very black and white And uh, I really enjoyed this session, actually, going down there. And it was funny. I took these loads of photos of these guys windsurfing. I thought, oh, wow, these photos are amazing. And I remember sending them to one of the guys. He said, oh, yeah, great, but I don't really use my computer much. (laughs) And I thought, oh. Because, you know, you you take photos sometimes. You think, oh, if I give them to these people, they'll share them. And people will go, oh, you're a wonderful photographer. Can we have some pictures taken? But that doesn't always work out like that, does it? Um, But I really like the photo. It's very grainy, but it caught a moment. And it shows you it's worth scouting out locations because i went down to this place and i don't know about tides and things but the tide was either out or going out or in its way in or something but especially down at hillhead although it's a normal beach there's like uh, almost sandbanks that go out into the sea and so when when the tide's going out or is out you can walk quite a way along these like shingle sandbanks out into the sea, with the sea almost on both sides. And don't worry, it's not dangerous. It's not like Carnarvon Bay or anything like that. You won't get cut off. And so it means that you can actually—it's almost like you're you're on a ship in the sea, as the windsurfers who are to the right or the left of you are going backwards and forwards. And it gives you a really unusual point of view. Next one is from the Portsmouth Historic Dockyard, and I took a few here. Actually, I took some nice photos when I got that ticket earlier on in the year, which means that I can go out and go over there as many times as I like. And this is just some people queuing up to get one of the ferries to take a tour of the harbour. And I like it because the people are all lined up, all nice different colours. And then then above them, there's the big uh, sign on the side of the old, I think it's the old Mary Rose building that says Portsmouth Historic Dockyard. And above that in kind of um, semaphore, is it semaphore? Is it where you speak in flags? I don't know if that is semaphore. It's the famous, um, well, I guess it's the famous... Uh, message that Nelson gave to his sailors and marines before the Battle of Trafalgar when he said, uh, you know, he put the thing up and said, England expects every man to do his duty. And, uh, yeah, really like that photo. And the, this is another one. The next photo was taken, again, in um, the Portsmouth But this is HMS Victory, but a part of HMS Victory. From inside another building, looking out through this building with the I don't think it's bars. I think it's just window frames. And there's a little boy who's looking out as well. And I think it kind of captures a moment. And then another photo <laughs> I took was the historic dockyard. And this was the time, I remember talking about it on the podcast earlier on in the year, well, last year, where I decided to do a one-lens challenge over in the dockyard. And I only took my 40 millimeter. I think it was only my 40mm lens. I thought, oh, yeah, great. Fantastic to do a one-lens challenge because... It makes you more creative, doesn't it, when you've only really got one lens and you can't zoom in and out. But lo and behold, the day I chose to do it was the day that HMS Illustrious, one of the Navy's aircraft carriers, was being paid off. And there was all these fly pasts going on and these air displays by uh, helicopters. And so I couldn't really take many good decent pictures of them because I couldn't zoom in. But what it did mean was when, this, when a sea vixen, which is an old uh, Navy jet, that used to fly off the aircraft carriers in the fifties and sixties, came flying over. I don't know. I just stick my camera in the air, started shooting, and I got, I think, quite a nice photo of the bottom of a Sea Vixen against the blue sky with a Royal Navy flag, uh, the the uh, the ensign um, in the corner where you can see the Union the Union flag and then you know the red and white flag. And I thought that was quite nice. I think I took that on the deck of the Victory. You know, I think I did. I'm not quite sure. And then the final picture is another one taken near the historic dockyard, but this is, it's a typical picture of mine actually, where they're they're very flat, lots of my photos, and they tend to be about diagonal lines crossing the photo. This one is of of the bow of HMS Warrior, the big um, old sailing ship um, that's berthed there, and there's a bloke looking up to the figurehead, and there's also a sign that says, keep off, no one authorised boats alongside, and I thought it was a little bit humorous and quite an interesting photo. So there we go. My top 10 photos of 2014. I didn't think I took any amazing photos in 2014, but I've got a few that um, I'm quite proud of and I quite like, and um, I'm looking forward to 2015. So... if you haven't already, you know start going through and check out your best photos of 2014 and put them together. I've actually done a link over on the Flickr photo group as well. So let's go over there and have a look if anybody's put any more photos into it. So there we go. So let's go over to Flickr, groups, groups list. Let's see, robinonphoto.com. Loads of great photos going into the pool as ever. You guys inspire me every day some nice gigging photos there and let's have a look at what's your best photos from 2014 so there's my well I think my very best photo is the one of the Lancaster Bomber and the Spitfires Turning I really like that one and Smiley996 has done uh, an interesting one it's, it's almost his best photo it's almost like a um, abstract photo of some coloured ref- some light I guess coming through a window and lighting up a wall very atmospheric Yes, what does he say? To many, it is a very dull photo, but for me, it says a lot about Denmark as a country and a culture. Yeah, interesting photo. And then Austin Beeman has got a rather nice picture of some grapevines by the look of it. And he says, what does he say? He says, from the very first roll in the camera I've dreamed of and saved for for years. Ah, A vineyard in Bordeaux, France. So what camera is it? It's a Fuji G F sixty. Ooh, and if I'm not mistaken, is GF F sixty like a is it like a rangefinder, a medium format rangefinder? Joy G F six seventy. Sorry, do a part G F Fuji Fuji G F six seventy. Has it got like bellows on the front of it? Yeah, it pop out. Yeah, very nice, very very nice camera and a nice photo so once you've picked your favorite photo if you want go to the Flickr group uh, at robinonphoto.com if you want to know where that is go to robinonphoto.com go down the right and there's a link to the Flickr group and you can post your best photo in that particular thread and I'll put the links in the show notes too so that's 2014 what about 2015 well again I've been organized and I've been thinking about what I am plan to do project wise for 2015. And um I think I'm going to have another crack at the Amateur Photographer of the Year competition from Amateur Photographer magazine. And I think I'm going to fly it through the Flickr group again, you know, so every month when they do the subject for the Amateur Photographer of the Year, um uh that will be mirrored by our photo assignment in in the Flickr photo group. Um again we're not associated with amateur photographer of the year, but the good thing about that competition is that you can win like cameras and kit and it's open to amateur photographers all over the world. So it doesn't matter where you are. You can I I know I've submitted a photo I, I tell no, I tell a lie. I missed two months. for some and I'm gonna swear now, effing stupid reason. I think I missed the black and white month, probably my best month, because I forgot about the ending of it, and didn't submit my photo in time. And I don't think I took part in the night photos one because I just didn't have enough time. Excuse me, it's been a long day. Um, but this year I'm going to take it more seriously and take some better photographs. And my aim is to get onto one of the lists of the top fifty for at least one of the months. <laughs> yes, so that's what I'll do that way. Um, I also am going to dedicate myself to going out more at lunchtime at work to take photos around Portsmouth and then the kind of projects I've penciled in that I want to work at. So the, the good thing about writing down projects and potential shoot locations and stuff like that is so that when you do get a spare couple of hours or half a day or a day or even you know a couple of hours, Instead of sitting there thinking, "Oh, what am I going to do?" I know I'll just spend some time, wasting time looking at YouTube. You go right. Actually, one of the things I want to do this year is take some Gosport at night photographs. So you can grab your kit, you go, out, you can do it. Um, and so you've always got a list of ideas for when you're, you know, you haven't got an idea kind of thing. So my projects are going to be Gosport at night, Portsmouth at night. The Mary Rose Museum. I still haven't been inside the Mary Rose Museum, so I've got to go over there and take some photos there. The Royal Marines Museum in Eastney, because I've got my ticket. I can well go over there. I want to do a harbour tour because again, with that ticket for the um, uh, historic dockyard, I can you know go on a harbour tour inside HMS Alliance, the submarine. Because so, although I've been to the submarine museum, I haven't been inside yet. Well, recently. I'm going to look at towns and attractions on the A3, which is a major road that leads from Portsmouth north towards London. So again, so if I've got half a day and I think what I'm going to do, get the map out, what towns on the A3, let's drive there, and let's take some photographs of that town. Town, Or, or if there's an attraction, like a church or something, towns and attractions on the A27. So the A27 is one of the main east-west roads along the south coast, and there's like Portsmouth, Southampton... Brighton, uh, Chichester, all these interesting places and uh, historic places. So again, that's another one, Poole and Bournemouth. I haven't taken any photographs down there. Day out in London. I've got to do it. I haven't been to London in about seven years. So I want to jump on the train, get up there nice and early or even the coach and do some street photography in London. You know, I mean, one of the most amazing cities in the world. It's an hour and a half away by train. So I don't even have to drive there. And uh, I haven't been up there in that long. How mental is that that I haven't done that? Um, I want to learn about dodging and burning more, especially in Lightroom. Um, I'm okay at editing photos. I'm, kind of very, I'm very lazy when it comes to it, but I feel that dodging and burning, or basically adjusting local high, local contrast levels, is something that I could work on. Um, other stuff, apart from photography, well, some of it's related, is I want to try and keep doing the SCL's photography podcast at least every two weeks. I think with my work commitments, where you know, basically I work six days a week most most weeks, um, I, I'm hard-pushed to do any more than that. But I think every two weeks is quite comfortable for me. You know, I can write some show notes, get some ideas together, and then record it in, in, on one of the evenings. I want to keep trying to do two YouTube videos a week, because if, if you haven't already, go over to robnuffert.com and check out the YouTube link, or just search on YouTube for Scale Scalespeeder, or Robnun R-O-B space, anyway. And the YouTube stuff should come out, because... I'm like doing the podcast. I really love doing videos for YouTube, and it's kind of snowballing a bit now. Let's have a look. Where have we got to? I've got over 500 videos over there. Um, and you laugh when you see the early ones; they really are terrible. I'm actually getting quite good at them. In the fact that you know the audio's not terrible, the video quality isn't terrible. Um, and there's some interesting stuff going on. Yeah. So now I've got. 500 odd videos, 3,000 subscribers over there, 4.5 million views. Um, Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. I want to keep adding, you know, at least a couple of videos every week. Because that's a great way that I can get gear off manufacturers to to review and talk about to you guys and girls and to advise you on what you should get. Um, I really want to lose some weight this year. I started losing weight early on in the year by doing, well, stop eating all the crap. And... um, Doing some exercise, but I kind of that kind of fell away in the run up to Christmas. But actually, starting from tomorrow, I'm going to start doing my T25 workouts in the evenings because they only take 25 minutes, funnily enough, to do and they're fairly simple to do. And I'm going to stop eating crack. I want to go at the moment, I'm about a 38 inch waist, and I want to by the end of year get down to about a 34 inch waist as well, just to you know, shed about well, if I could shed a stone and a half. Um, what's that? You know, about twenty-one pounds in the year? I would be more than happy because I just feel, you know, I just feel too heavy. You know, I go upstairs and I feel I get out of breath and I'm. I'm what am I? I was born in seventy-two, so what's that? I'm coming up to forty. Forty-two. Am I 't no, forty-four. What year is it? Two thousand fourteen. Seventy-two. Forty-two. aren't I? Something like that? I don't know. I'll tell you. I'm so tired. <laughs> i can't work how old i am if i was born in 72 i was 40 in 2012 so i'm 42 this year no 44 this year no i'm 42 this year yeah there we go (laughs) anyway i'm getting on a bit i've got less less years in front of me than i have behind me have i probably so i want to lose some weight Um, Anyway, on that lovely thought, time to call it an evening. Thank you very much for the last year, for listening to the SEL Photography Podcast. Thanks for taking part in the Flickr group, making comments on the YouTube videos, making comments from com. Um, but most of all, thanks to everybody, the thousands of you out there, who download and listening to the podcast every other week. Um, it really is inspirational to me, and I love doing the podcast. I love getting the feedback and the questions and the comments from everybody. So, honestly, thank you very much, everybody. It does mean so much. And um, hopefully, pretty soon, I'll see you. I'll flicker.